June is Pride Month, and of course, like all other celebrations, Pride has had to pivot. We thought this would be a great time to have on Victor Salvo. He's the executive director of the Legacy Project. Hi, Victor. How are you? Fine, G. How are you? Doing very well. How have you been holding up throughout this pandemic? Um, well, you know, normally I work from home anyway, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really feel a whole lot different to me, yeah? <laughs> except, except that going to the Jewel is now the highlight of my day. So. <laughs> well, have you ventured outside at all and, and taken in any of this outdoor dining yet? Um, we actually went out to dinner for the first time last Friday for my partner's birthday and kind of froze our butts off because <laughs> got really cold. <laughs> we went to Yoshi's at Halstead, oh, which I nice. love, um, but it was like we couldn't wait to get out of it because it was so cold. So uh, it just happened to be the luck of the night. But yeah, we, we plan on taking advantage of it as soon as we can. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, before we start talking about the Legacy Project and everything you're doing to celebrate Pride this month, Wanted to ask you about what happened today. I mean, um, the the Supreme Court, you know, basically saying that the 1964 Civil Rights Act protected protects gay and transgender Americans from workplace discrimination. That's got to make you feel positive. Um, it makes me uh, gobsmacked, mm-hmm. first of all. I, I certainly was not expecting it. I had read somewhere that... Um, Gorsuch may very well turn out to be an ally, which I found hard to believe. Um, and then I had always expected that um, uh, Roberts mm-hmm. might actually come along. And but when I actually read it, I was like, "Is this actually really happening?" And I'm I'm very happy and I'm grateful, and it's certainly the right thing to do, and and all the obvious things that I should be feeling right now. Um, I also can't help but feel, uh, on the one hand, a little skeptical, because I also know that um, the Supreme Court has overruled itself in the past. So I make no, you know, just because they ruled on it once doesn't mean that they won't, you know, change that in the future. So um, so there's a the part of me that's skeptical, skeptical about it. It just is. And um and I, again, I always just think about the fact that our our rights have just been so unevenly applied. You know, mm-hmm. it's very much kind of a regional thing. People still have to, in certain parts of the country, you know, the last 50 years haven't taken place yet. And those folks still have to sort of struggle in obscurity and still deal with the fear of not even bringing the issue up. And um, it's it's very uneven. You know, white gay men have have been on the, the forefront of receiving the benefits of the changes of the last 30 years, and there are parts of this community uh, that those benefits have not fallen to just yet. But there's, I'm not going to be a, a, a naysayer. There's no denying the fact that this is extraordinarily good news, and I hope it has the benefits um, that I think it should have. And, um, you know, I'm going to hope for the best. And definitely over the course of your lifetime and the work that you have been doing, you've there has been a, a strong shift. Um, of course, there are, it varies, as you mentioned, regionally in the United States, but overall in terms of American views about gay and transgender people, um, the ideology has, has shifted there. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I'm a big proponent of my, my constant name is AIDS changed everything um, without, 
the public even fully realizing it, the very fact that a plague forced an entire generation of gay people out of the closet um, was like a tsunami um, hitting this country culturally that forced a lot of really fundamental changes, not so much or so quickly in the halls of power, but around the kitchen table. And I think that it was individual families having to make choices about where their values really were. Um, were they politically motivated values or were they motivated by their families? And uh, granted, there are many families that still chose wrong and abandoned their children, but most of them did not. And I predicted even back then, I was a journalist, and I wrote, I said, we, it is impossible to project how far-reaching the consequences of AIDS are going to be in terms of the public's um, understanding of, of gay people. You know, And remember, all of that was happening on the heels of, of a change culturally in the entertainment industry. And I always say that the three biggest reasons why things changed as rapidly for us as we did were all named Ellen, Will, and Grace. <laughs> those 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 three things are, are really what brought this issue and humanized it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do think that we have been seeing that play out. Um, this, and of course, the fact that we we got marriage equality and the Earth did not stop spinning on its axis. Um, you know, life went on, and, we, and and most of the things that have always set up to oppose us have always been predicated on sort of a boogeyman if you do this this horrible thing will happen kind of scenario and the truth of the matter is uh same-sex marriage happened and uh nothing changed you know except there's gay divorce now (laughs) so uh but yeah and that's that's where i think change really comes from people finally just biting the bullet and realizing it was no big deal and I'm thinking back to, um, you know, your your days of writing and, and being a journalist full time. And I'm sure throughout these last few months, you've been thinking of all sorts of parallels in terms of a health crisis oh and then also of um, civil unrest and um, a social justice movement as well. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's one of the things about, you know, the work that I do now with Legacy, because we, we focus so much upon the past. And I'm not a historian by education. I'm a, I'm a history buff who is now doing history mm-hmm. uh, for a living. And uh, over the you know the, the hard decade that I've been doing it full time, plus the previous 20 years prior to that, um, what I have learned is exactly what you're saying. There is a historical antecedent for everything, and when you begin to see how. Um, this particular health crisis is impacted by the work that was done around AIDS. For example, fast-track drug trials didn't exist before AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that ACT UP pushed for and got. And it's because of that that we're seeing this sort of Manhattan uh, project-level interest in, um, in attacking coronavirus. I, I must say that as tragic as corona is, it is somewhat... Um, refreshing to see everybody on the same side uh, in terms of wanting to get this resolved um, because of its universal impact. And, you know, Corona doesn't care if you're gay or straight or black or white or rich or poor, or Republican or Democrat. Um, when we were struggling in the height of the AIDS crisis, we were battling a plague and society was clearly rooting for the plague at that time. You know, we had been written off both politically and morally and basically condemned to death. You know, AIDS mm-hmm. was God's punishment. Um, so the dynamics around it are entirely different. But 
uh, our community survived that, we will certainly survive this. And I think that we have valuable lessons that can point the way, um, especially in terms of activism and the kinds of things that are happening right now um, uh, in response to that. You know, there's in, in all the world, we basically go through these cycles, and we're, we're in one right now. And um, it's interesting for me, you know, when I sort of step outside my own personal and agita over it, um, mm-hmm. and I just sort of look at it from the 30,000-foot view, it's a really fascinating time um, to, to be looking at history um, and, and, and how it relates to current events. Victor, you're the uh, co-founder as well as the executive director of the Legacy Project, and you are mm-hmm. a historian in sense through the Legacy Project, as you mentioned. But just uh, describe what you guys do for folks that might not be familiar. Um, well, Legacy uh, is a, a cultural education historical um, entity. We're a nonprofit based out of Chicago, and our goal is to celebrate the contributions and achievements of LGBTQ people throughout history as a tool to help bully kids uh, understand a cultural context for their existence. Because historically, um, people like us have been written out of the the, the narrative, the shared understanding of of human history. It doesn't mean that we haven't been there. We've been been around for thousands and thousands of years. Um, even if the, even if the terms gay, lesbian, etc. wouldn't have applied particularly because those are so infused with political you know constructs now, um, but the people who were not heteronormative, let's say in, in a very generic sense, um, have been contributing to history in fantastically important ways for centuries and centuries, and we do this work to celebrate those achievements and to try and. Um, close that information gap because so much of the negativity around us, not only the bullying that kids experience, but the um, extremely negative um, stuff that comes our way through the media or through the political realm is all based upon the fact that our stories have never been part of the shared story of humanity. And um, and that's made it very easy to marginalize us. So that our focus is on breaking that that sort of wall of marginalization, and we do it through a variety of constructs. One is the Legacy Walk, which is the outdoor mm-hmm. museum um, in Chicago, which you're very familiar with. The last time we talked was mm-hmm. was about Legacy in Boystown, um, and that's the world's only outdoor LGBT history museum with 40 bronze memorials. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, just declared landmark, historic landmark last year. And Victor, I want to um, talk about if you're still doing the Legacy Walk throughout this month, and if you're doing it, you know, safely, physically distancing, coming up, if you can hang out with me for just a, a couple more mi- minutes. Oh, sure, of course. Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, a, lot more with, uh, a lot more with Victor Salvo. He's the executive director and the co-founder of the Legacy Project. He's going to share uh, what they're doing to celebrate Pride this month of June. Of course, everything has had to pivot a bit in terms of celebrations. And he's going to tell us about the Legacy Walk and the Legacy Wall and also the great resources um, that they have, including uh, they have 10th anniversary testimonials as well. All that coming up with Victor. Continue our conversation with Victor Salvo. He's the executive director and the co-founder of the Legacy Project. And Victor, how are you guys celebrating Pride this month? Well, we have to, um, we can't do our tours, honestly. It's just, it's too packed. We can't maintain social distance. 
mm-hmm. on a tour. The, if you've been on Halsey Street, the sidewalks are simply <laughs> too narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, by virtue of just the narrowness of it, are forced to cram together in order to get close enough to the Bronze Memorial. You know, even mm-hmm. with my PA system, you know, they can hear it, but they can't really engage it if they're like 70 feet away from it, right? So mm-hmm. um, so we have actually, until the, the kind of guidelines are, are expanded, we just assume that we're riding off this tourism season, per mm-hmm. se, as far as live tours are concerned. Um, I am planning to do a virtual tour of the Legacy Walk. Oh, great. Um, there'll be a sort of a multimedia-based uh, thing during the, the week of Pride. Um, and that will, where I will concentrate, there may be like two different sessions of it, and each one will focus on maybe six of the, the plaques. Um, and, and then those, it won't just be my face talking, it'll, it'll be more of a multimedia thing where I'll bring in images of that person, video clips of that person while I'm doing a live narration um, to kind of bring that person to life. Um, and it'll always open and close with the fact that they're on the Legacy Walk. So that's one of the ways in which we're, we're trying to connect our stuff. But we're also in the process of converting very slowly because we're such a small organization, um, all of our material into multimedia format. Um, we have two complete video um, iterations available now. Alan Turing, the father of computer science, and Josephine Baker, um, who is a civil rights icon, World War II hero, and international entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, both have roughly 10-minute videos about them that are, I think, really well-produced, um, and they're interesting, that music, and, you know. Uh, and uh, that's a really exciting project because, you know, Legacy, we're really one of the only history concerns that actually has physical installations between the walk outdoors and the Legacy Wall, which is our traveling installation, which has been on a national tour for four years. Um, we have been totally preoccupied with maintaining our physical assets in addition mm-hmm. to building our education services. And now that we're kind of forced, the wall is basically in, in mothballs until we can do social, you know, mm-hmm. until the social engagement can increase for it. Um, we're really turning our efforts to focus exclusively on education and creating these multimedia pieces. And, and I do a lot of webinars, you know, it's, it's Pride Month, so I'm doing um, retained by corporations to do the, those kinds of things, so like lunch and learn, you know. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, and um, and it's it's fun. It's a different spin on it. Uh, to be perfectly honest, we've always been kind of lacking in the multimedia sphere uh, because we have been preoccupied with our physical assets. Uh, so this is a, a I'm not going to say it's a good thing because we're certainly suffering economically. You know, our we, we're our revenue projections are seventy percent down mm-hmm. for 2020. Um, because of our inability to use our other assets. But this is a really great time for us to begin to um, shift into a different way of doing it. And it's it's kind of it's kind of fun, actually, you know, so I think it's it's bad. I think it's great that you're pivoting and that you're building this uh, virtual, you know, stockpile of resources as well. And Mm -hmm. people can go to LegacyProjectChicago.org if they want to donate to help you out, since um, so many organizations and nonprofits are hurting right now throughout because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's also where I'm guessing that they can sign up and go on one of these virtual tours with you, right? 
Um, yeah, they just uh, click in the header. There's a thing for tours and presentations. Uh, it'll drop down, and they'll Love be it. able to um, just get in touch with us, and we'll set something up uh, for them. So, well, yeah, thank you, it's, Victor. It's, it's good. Thank you so we, much. It's great talking to you. Again. Absolutely, we appreciate your work and everything that you're doing, and happy Pride and and way to happy go to pride. continue celebrating. Thanks so much for being with us. Okay, be good.